0: Father, we give you praise, glory, and honor. We thank you for the opportunity to be in the house of God with the people of God today. We don't take it lightly that we have the ability to be here in our bodies working and our, our faculties are about us, Lord. We thank you for the blessings of that alone, Lord. It's so great. We pray now your blessings upon the services here today, that they be to glory and honor the name of Jesus, that those that walk through the door will see and feel the love of God because the love is what they are so desiring. Father, I pray now that this vessel be your vessel. My words and my thoughts be yours. Father, let nothing come forth out of this pulpit or from these services today, uh, but only to glorify and edify the name of Jesus. In your precious Son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn to 1 Peter 2 and 9. Over the last several weeks, we have been discussing who you are. You are planted to flourish. You are meant to uh, be fruitful. You are a living stone. You are a royal priest. You are a chosen generation. You are a holy nation. And all that Christ has provided, uh, that has been provided for us through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. All of it. But do you ever wonder what your part is? You have a part. You have a part. Besides of just accepting salvation... And, you know, forgiveness of sin and the wonderful thing that the cross afforded us was the right relationship with God, uh, eternal life with God, uh, a good life here, promise of protection and guidance and direction. You have a part to play. We are co-workers with God on this earth to do his will, And to, as Jesus said, go into all the world, preach the gospel, teach them, show them, baptize them, do the things that I've shown you, teach them those things. You have a part to do, but it starts at home. It starts with you. Most people won't see a lot of things that happened in your life but they'll see you every day as the old saying goes most people won't read a bible but they will read your and look at your life every day so i want to take our focal scripture and i thought i was done until last sunday lord told me i wasn't first peter 2 and 9 king james version reads but you are chosen generation a royal priesthood a holy nation a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in times past were not a people, but now are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy." And that is a wonderful scripture when you, when you start to learn who you are in Christ and, and, and what you have to offer to the kingdom of God. You are a chosen generation. You're chosen for this day and this time. But today I want to focus on being peculiar people. Peculiar people, if that's the title you want to give it. Peculiar people, that is your part. You are called to be peculiar people. Um, That goes back to Deuteronomy 14 and 2. If you want to write this down, it says, For thou art an holy people unto the Lord, and the Lord hath chosen thee to be a peculiar people unto himself above all the nations that are upon the earth. That's kind of awesome. Deuteronomy 14 and 2. Old Testament. We were called to be holy and peculiar then. Let's go back even further. Let's go back to Exodus 19. Exodus. Let's go all the way back to Exodus 19. It's the Mount Sinai. They're at Mount Sinai. They've come over on the other side of the, where the Israelites had them, or at least they thought they had them against the water, across the water on dry land. Moses is having a conversation with God on Mount Sinai, and it says, And when the voice of the trumpet sounded long, whoop, I'm sorry, nineteen five and 6, I'm too far down. Now, therefore, if you will abo- obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then you shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people. For all the earth is mine, and you shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. Peculiar treasure. You know, God loves all people, right? But his children are his children. Peculiar meaning in the Bible in the Old Testament means a special or particular treasure. You are considered a treasure to him. If that don't put your perspective on who you are and how special you are to God, I don't know what will. You are a treasure to him. The enemy so many times like to tell you that you're anything but. Everything but. Remember this. Remember what you did. Remember what you did. Do you remember? I'm no longer those things. I don't run with those spirits anymore. I am a child of God, cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ, called to a holy life, made righteous, and I am a new been new and born again. We talked about that, being born again, being new. First, uh, in the New Testament, the word peculiar means and uh, special, a special possession, a people for God's own possession, purchased possession. You are one's own. You belong to them. You are distinctive you are separate from others. You suppress, suppress, uh, you suppress the common. You are unusual, you're exceptional, you're distinct, and you're unique. That's what it means to be a peculiar people. You are called to be different. And I know I lived most of my life in this church growing up, my father being a pastor and a minister. And I always struggled to fit in, to fit in with people at school, the people I associated with outside of the church. I struggled to fit in. Well, what I didn't realize is I was called to be different. I was special. I was a special treasure that belonged to God. And it took me many, many years to even accept that kind of love from God. Many years, how many of us ran and we, we find this and we find that to try to fit in when you were called to stand out? Special treasure. You are my treasure. And if you look back at your lives, and I'm sure I, I can do my own, but you look back how God has kept you in so many situations that should have taken you out. I had two car accidents, one in particular that I knew I was supposed to die, but because of my father's love and his relationship with God and because of the calling on my own life that I didn't even know about at that time, as a teenager, he kept me from dying. My father actually saw me dead in that car accident. Thousands of miles away. Couldn't get to me, couldn't, couldn't call me. We didn't have cell phones back then. I'm giving my age away. But he stepped down in where he was on his knees and started talking to God. And because I'm a special treasure, I am here today. Because I have a father who had a relationship with God. And then today I stand as an example and give testimony and praise God for what he did in just my life. And I'm sure many of you can stand and say the same thing. And sometimes we don't even know it. But I knew that time i knew that time that i was a special possession of god and i thought only because of my father which is probably true to a lot extent but it's because i had something to do in my life we all have a part to do through christ we have righteousness we have the new birth into the kingdom We became royalty. We became heirs and joint heirs with Christ Jesus. We became children of the most high God. The one that put everything into order. Everything we see and we don't see. But we have a part to play in that. That's just not enough. That might get you into heaven. And there's a lot of deathbed confessions that I truly believe they went on to be with Jesus. I do. I don't care what kind of life they led. I think you can cry out, but I wouldn't take the chance that I'd have that opportunity. I wouldn't take that chance. We are called to pursue holiness. Do you remember in Leviticus 19 and 2? And it's repeated again in the New Testament, but I wanted to give you the original Leviticus 19 and 2. And this is just general statues that God was given Moses for the people, for them to be different, to be special, and it says, um, verse one, it says, and the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto all the congregation of the children of Israel, and say unto them, You shall be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. And then he goes on to talk about keeping the Sabbath, fearing your mother and father. Don't uh, don't worship the idols and sacrifice. And he goes into all kinds of. Uh, things that they, the laws that they had at that time, but um, we are still called to pursue holiness. What does it mean to be holy? It means to be set apart for honorable service to God, honorable use. We are called to be holy. That's, you were here Wednesday night, um, Pastor um, Sherry talked about integrity, choosing integrity. You have to choose each and every day to walk according to who you are, according to who you are. He called you out of the darkness into the light. We can't be walking around here living like the darkness all week and come to church and expect a great move in our lives one day a week. I'm totally against that. You cannot live like the devil all week long and then come to church on Sunday and and be the angel because, you know, hypocrisy is what it is. And those who walk by the Spirit can identify that spirit. It doesn't take long. You may fool them for a little bit, but it will it will show. It will show. Colossians one, if you'll turn with me to the New Testament. Why don't you go down to verse twenty-one? Paul's writing this to the Colossians, the people at Colossians, and you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath the reconciliate had been he hath reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy. And unblameable and unreproachable in his sight if you continue in the faith, grounded, settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel. If, 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 condition if, 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 if. is if your life, is it? Grounded, settled and not moved that speaks to a life that is dedicated to christ as a disciple not just a follower remember followers are just those that hang out buy the album wear the (laughs) t-shirt followers disciples are the ones that are changed by the teaching of it changes their life I ain't never met a rock star that changed my life. No rapper, no singer, no R&B, no jazz, nothing. They fed to my emotions, which is temporal. Jesus works from the heart on the inside out. But let's look at that. I like that settled, grounded, settled, and and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel. That's how you stay holy. You make the right decisions because you're grounded. You're not moved. You're standing on that firm rock. You're settled in to, God, I'm submitting to your will because I know that it is best for my life. And even when things don't look what they should be, I'm hanging on to the hope of Jesus Christ, the promises, each and every one that's in this book, each and every one that he's given me. I want to give you some more references on being holy. Um, we talked about Leviticus 19 and 2. Behold, I love, I the Lord am your God, and I am holy, so you should be holy. But let's go to First Thessalonians 4 and 7. And this whole chapter 4 talks about the new life the new life when you are born again you have new life so you have to learn to behave and act in your new life because we had an old life we had a past didn't we and it has some strongholds in our lives it has us bound in some ways even though we're free and if we will embrace the word of god that freedom will uh will continue in our lives but you know where the spirit of the lord is there is freedom So I want you to read. Um, Let's just read. Let's just read one through seven. It says, Furthermore, then we beseech you, brothers, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as you have received of us how you ought to walk and to please God, not man. Yourself, please God, so you would abound more and more. If for if ye know that commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus, for this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication. That every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor, not in the lust of concupiscence, even as the Gentiles which know my, not God. That no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any matter, because that the Lord is the avenger of all such. Oh, that's a powerful statement right there. As we also have forewarned you and testified, for God hath not called us into uncleanliness, but unto holiness. It is a choice you have to make. He has washed you clean. Much of us want to run out here like the pigs and wallow in the mud again. I'm old country girl, sorry. They like to wallow in the mud. Don't go out there and choose unholiness. It is not who you're called to be. You're called to be a special treasure. That's why people look at you and you're different. You're different. What's different about you? What did what, what, you know? What's, something's changed, huh? You don't look the same. You don't act the same. You don't talk the same. You don't react the same. Your priorities are a little different now. What, what, what's, what's different? Choose holiness. Special treasure. You're the kind that God wants to pull out. And none of us like this part. But when it's dark and gloomy and the shadows and the storms and raining and he's got his precious treasure out there shining like a diamond in the light, reflecting his light, not your own, reflecting his light, even in the darkest of times. Do you ever wonder that's why you go through trials and tribulations? It's not only to help you be a better person. But you're giving glory and honor to God as you go through those times. I don't look at my trials and tribulations that way. I still struggle with that. Sometimes I'm the two year old God, why? Here I am doing everything I can. (laughs) I can't even have authority over this. (laughs) God had a bigger plan. There was a situation in our lives that come up and I kept taking authority over it and doing all that I knew to do and nothing was changing. And I told my husband, I said, I know I have authority to walk past this. I know I have authority to make this change, but God has not changed it. And there's got to be a reason. We found out in the last two weeks because there was something better. And that was the way God was using things to end here so the new beginning can be here. I was frustrated, I was angry I was like you know I have authority over this Why God am I not being able to fix this problem Why can't you come in here and swoop through And make this all happen Because I know I have the power and authority As a child of God And God was silent He never said a word to me But he changed things And he used that one situation Legally For us to be able to move on to something better It was amazing God's power so sometimes when you're in the storm, keep shining. <laughs> keep your mouth shut, keep shining. <laughs> Just keep shining, little treasure, keep shining. Because you're bringing glory and honor to God. We are called to be not of this world, John 17. There is so many things that I could read, so many scriptures I could pull out and we could talk about because... There's just so much in here. But John 17 is actually Jesus praying for us, the disciples, for those that are come. It's his prayer for us. And if you ever want to know how he feels about you, read that. John 17, the chapter. But I want you to go down to the 16th chapter first. Actually, I want to, let's start in 14. It says, I have given them thy word and the world hath hated them. Because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. So he didn't put you in a place that he's not already been. I pray not that thou shalt take them out of the world, but that thou would keep them from the evil. There's your promise, child of God. Don't matter what the enemy brings against you, God has final say. He has control. It says, They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. We were called to be different, to look different, to act different, to talk different, to be happy. You know, the spirit, the, uh, the fruit of our spirit of, that lives with us love, joy, peace, long suffering is all there. You got it just got to use it. That you are called to be different. You're not of this world. Even though you're in this world. In your physical body. You're still in this world. But you are called to be different. Just as he was different. Always goes back to our Jesus, Lord and Savior. We, we, we mirror ourselves after him and God. We are called to walk and live by different standards. Galatians five, and again, there's many scriptures that we could use, but I'm trying to give you something that's not the everyday. I want you to see that it's all in there. Galatians five. Let's start at verse one. It says, "But ye, therefore, followers of God, as dear children, and walk in love, as Christ has also loved us, and hath given Himself for us an offering." And a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling Savior. But fornication on all uncleanliness, covetousness, let it not be once named among you, as becometh saints, neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know, that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an adulterer, hath an inheritance in the kingdom of God, uh, kingdom of Christ and of God. Amen. Isn't that powerful? And it goes, yes, ma'am, um, we're in Ephesians 5, started at the first verse. Let's go on down to um, Verse 16. Verse fifteen. See, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. I'm sorry. I'm in Ephesians. I apologize. But Ephesians five. Let's go to Galatians. But write that one down. <laughs> that was the. That was something else. Galatians five but I mean that's what I'm telling you you can't miss it anywhere you go it's all there you got to walk and look and be different so go to Galatians five it says stand there forth in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage we all had bondage everyone sometimes you couldn't see it sometimes it was secret sometimes it was behind closed doors Sometimes you and just one other person knew about it. Sometimes you thought nobody knew about it. Mm, God did. Be not entangled again. Let's go on down to verse 16. Then I say, this I say, then walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Simple formula, right? Walk in the Spirit every day, make the choice. Get the word in your body, get the word in your mind, get the word in your heart. David said, I wrote you words on my heart. So I went and sent against you for the flesh lusts us against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other so that you cannot do the things that you would. But if you be led of the spirit, you are not under the law and now the works of the flesh and it gives us a long list of everything these of which I tell you before, as I've told you in times past, that they which do these such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Plain and simple. You know somebody that's participating in any of these? I don't care if they're preaching the gospel. They've got a problem. They shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, meekness, uh, gentleness, Goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the afflictions and lust. If they are Christ. You see that? Now we're walking this out every day. I understand that. But sometimes we choose to submit to something other than the Spirit. It says, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. That is a different standard than the world. Walk. We don't even watch TV the same at my house anymore. We don't listen to the music that we used to listen to in my house anymore. There are so many little things that we changed in our lives because We are learning to walk in the Spirit. You can't come in here on Sunday and sing the praises of God and hit that parking lot and boom, boom, boom on out the door here. You just picked up the devil. He was waiting for you in the car. He knew you'd be back. Or what's waiting for you at home? Come on. Do you want to be or not? It's your part, special treasure, peculiar people. They should see a difference in us. We are called to holiness. We are not called to fulfill our lusts and our flesh. And I'm not even talking sexual sins. That's part of it. Some of us, we have pride issues. Some of us want that title or that parking spot. Or pastor said my name. Oh Lord, rebuke that thing in the name of Jesus. That's from the pit of hell. Come on, this is about Him, not you or me. Mm-mm-mm. Romans eight. Let's turn there, and I want to read that in the Lou Living translation because it sure helped me out a whole lot <laughs> when I could understand it. Romans eight. And we're going to read 3 through 14. And I want you to read this. I'm going to start at 1, though. My time's getting short, so. It says, So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ, belong to. You. And because you belong to him, he, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. No longer follow our sinful nature. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. That's that desire to please your Father. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. You ain't got no peace. You got something to check. For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's law and it never will. That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never, never please God. But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the Spirit if you have the Spirit of God living in you. And remember that those who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to Him at all. And Christ lives within you, so even though your body will die because of sin, the Spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, and just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit, therefore living within you. Do not be obligated to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. But by the power of God, put to death the deeds of your sinful nature. You will live if you're led by the spirit of God. Matthew 13 and 44, I want to end with this beautiful story. Jesus' own words. He was talking about himself. And all that, of course, is parables that he read. But to you, to him, you are a special treasure. And this is the kingdom of heaven. And I want to go to the King James Version. I'm sorry. Again, the kingdom of heaven is likened to treasure hid in a field. The which, when a man hath findeth, he hideth it, and for joy thereof goeth and selleth all that he hath and buyeth that field so they could have that treasure. That's what Jesus did for us. We are the special treasure. I mean, David knew. He says, I've hid your word in my heart so I wouldn't sin against you. Let me ask you, peculiar people. Special treasure of God, do you treat him that same way? Is he a special treasure that you would give all for because he gave all for you? You are a treasure to him. Will you give him your all? Will you be different? Loving God, doing the God will, God's will. I talked on the devotion Philippians two and five. We learned the example for Christ. He knew who he was, but he wasn't prideful about it. He was humble to do God's will. He learned to be the servant to the will of the Father, and he was obedient even to death. That's the example we have of being different, to be peculiar. You are a special treasure. You are a special treasure to him. Father, we give you praise, glory, and honor. We thank you for this opportunity to know that who we are, Father, should reflect of how we are. That we should walk by the Spirit, being led by your Holy Spirit, so that others can see the light in us and be drawn to you, Father. Help us to understand your word. Let it take root in our hearts and grow and bring back to the remembrance of the times that we need it. Help us to be led by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.